or all these people that are saying they're making money on the internet. Like I've put in the work, I'm doing the work and I am not making anything. I haven't made a dime. And I just prayed for, you know, a fork in the road. I said, if this is real, show me something and I'll go down that path. If it's not, I'll go back and I'll teach high school and I'll coach football and I'll deal with whoever bosses come in my life. I just need to know which way to go because I can't go any farther without taking that fork. So I, I go back in my room and I'm getting my computer and I'm picking it up to take it off of my bed. And something just said one more time. Like I remember just thinking one more time, one more time, try to check one more time. Yeah. I opened my computer on the Google AdSense screen. There was a zero like there had always been because there was never any money in that account. And I hit refresh and at where a zero had been there before there was 11 cents. There was a dime and a penny. And I had just prayed, God, I ain't made a dime. And there was a dime and a penny. I said, if that's not a sign <laughs> in your life, you better listen because something's going on. That's Shane Sams. I first heard him speak at this year's podcast movement conference, the one I went to down in Nashville. His was flat out my favorite session. Shane's the CEO and founder of Flipped Lifestyle. And that company title says it all. In 2012, Shane was a school teacher in Southeast Kentucky. He says after years of job losses and bad bosses, he was stressed, working too much, spending too little time with his family and tired of working for others. Then a devastating situation with his son made him rethink his life and his family's future. And after months of trial and error, he and his wife, Jocelyn, successfully launched an online business. They were able to replace their income, quit their jobs, and eventually make millions online. And now Shane's mission, through podcasts and the Flip Lifestyle community, is to help other families find that freedom. This episode will really stop you in your tracks to contemplate and maybe even take the first step in gaining more control of your professional path. Let's listen now. Shane, I'm so happy to have you on Bucket List Careers. Thanks for being a guest. You know, I was very much looking forward to this one. Awesome. And I will tell you what, because I saw you at Podcast Movement down in Nashville. That's what I'm talking about. In the, someone in the crowd uh -huh. going on here. Yeah, you were one of my favorite speakers. And my producer next to me was like, you got to get this guy. I'm like, I know he's so perfect for the show. You're making money doing something that you love, but also something a lot of people don't know a lot about podcasting and your flipped lifestyle business. So we're going to get into all of it, but let's dial it back first with your former life, if you will. You were a teacher in Southeast Kentucky. Something wasn't working. So let's start there. Yeah. I mean, I, I never had a bucket list item of being a podcaster and an online business owner, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> right? When, we, when we started out, I was a football coach. I was a school teacher. That's what I thought I was going to do for my entire career. I taught history by day, coached football by night. And my, my wife, she was also an educator. Her name's Jocelyn. She was an elementary school librarian. And we were on that good enough life, that railroad track to the end of our days or whatever the American dream is supposed to look like these days. I had a really bad situation happen like most people who work. My son was in a daycare. My daughter was in a daycare every single day. One morning, my son told me some things that gave me some clues that he was being abused in this daycare center. Oh my. He was actually being punished for potty training accidents by being locked in a dark bathroom for four or five hours at a time. What? A few weeks later, we found out that there was a lot of other hor horrific torture going on. There was nothing sexual or anything like that. It was just punishment. It was draconian punishments. One lady in the newspaper was sitting on kids with a beanbag chair when they wouldn't behave. So instead of just trying to get them to 
comply, she would actually just hold them down until their parents got there. Unreal. And how was that revealed, by the way? My son had started acting differently over the weeks leading up to this. Like he was really scared to go to the bathroom, but mm -hmm. I'm a new parent. I don't know how to potty train. I thought this was normal. Right. A lot of separation anxiety, like at church, we try to drop him off at the nursery and he would just grab our neck. But isn't that what kids do? You know, we were kind of just going through that. Yeah. As I was getting him out of the car one day, he just blurted out, she scares me. And I froze and I was like, who scares you? And he told me the name of the worker. And, and at that moment, I didn't really know what was going on. I just as a parent knew I couldn't leave my son there at that moment. So I actually took him to my daughter's daycare center, drove to work real quick to ask for the day off so I could investigate what was happening. My boss looked at me and said, I know your son needs you, but your job needs you too. And you can't have the day off work. We've already started the school day. I can't get you a sub. I don't have time to watch your class. So you're going to have to handle your personal problems after work. And I did not accept that. I got up and walked out and I left school that day. And I said, you can figure it out yourself. I'm going back to my son. It was on the drive back that I decided that I would never put myself in that situation again, where someone thought they could control my life or what was important to me because of my paycheck or what they paid me to do. And that, that's what sent me down the road of entrepreneurship. Clearly a pivotal moment. How did you land on podcasting? <laughs> It's so random. I, I tried, it was a long and hard journey. Like I, I didn't even know about podcasting. That like, this is like 2012, right? Like I didn't know about podcasting at this time. Right. I was going to say you were kind of in the beginning of all of this and nobody even knew what a podcast was. Yeah. Dinosaur age. Yeah. This is like, yeah. Prehistoric levels of internet marketing. Yeah. Walk us down that path a little bit. I tried a bunch of things at first. I told my wife I was going to quit my job and be a handyman. And my wife was like, you're not very handy. You can't do that. Like you can't, you're, 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 you're going to burn our neighbor's houses down. I was like, I'll try to mow yards and I'll get 50 yards and maybe I can get 50 people to pay me $50 a month. Cause that'd be $2,500 a month. And that's what I made as a teacher in Southeast Kentucky. Right. That was my paycheck. And none of that was going to pan out because you know, there, there's winter, you can't mow yards in the winter. So we would starve to death. You can't do that. And I just started looking for all these things. And one day I was about to mow my own grass and I just decided to look for something besides music to listen to on my iPod shuffle. <laughs> Your iPod what? <laughs> my iPod shuffle, right? I had to download it on that. This was before we had iPhones, people. Okay. Totally. Yeah. So I had to download this and I saw this thing that said podcast and I was like, what is a podcast? So I clicked on it, looked it up and I realized it was like talk radio. It was people talking about things they were passionate about. And I was like, hey, I wonder if people are talking about business. And I saw online business and I thought, oh, that's interesting. And I found this podcast called the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn. And I heard this story uh, of this guy who had lost his job, had figured out how to replace his income by selling knowledge, wisdom, digital products on the internet to his listeners. Yeah. And a light bulb went off on that lawnmower that day. And I nearly wrecked that lawnmower when I heard him say it. I jumped off. I ran inside. I told my wife everything I had heard about podcasting, about digital products, about online business. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I, I don't know what the first step is or the next step, but I'm going to figure this out. I think this is what can set our family free. And so when I found Pat, I was like, well, what did he do? Well, he had a podcast. So I was like, well, I better podcast. He had an online website. I said, we need a website. I don't know about what yet. We need digital products that we can sell to people. Yeah. And then we started building this thing. And it was really hard in the beginning. Nothing worked. Everything I put out there, nobody read it. Nobody looked at it. Nobody did anything. It was failing miserably well, at the first. Right. Before you move on, what was the first thing that popped in your head as your content? Because I think that's the hardest part for people. What am I going to talk about? Right. I was sitting there on my couch one day and my son was really little. 
I don't know if I've ever told this story on anyone else's podcast. That is a great <gasps> Look question. Look at that. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And uh, so I was sitting there <laughs> and I was trying to figure out what I could do on the internet. And my son had a little like uh, fake guitar. He called it his T-tar. That's what he called it, right? It was adorable. <laughs> and I was playing music on my computer. I don't even remember who it was. It was like a rock band or something. And he was dancing and going crazy. And I recorded a little video of him and I put it on my Facebook page. And it got like a thousand views or something. And I was like, wait a minute that's what I'll do. I'll just record my kids doing stuff. And I started this dad blog called toddler apocalypse. That's what it was called. Got it. And whenever my kids would, you know, open the sugar and spill it all over the kitchen, or do you remember the Harlem shake, the viral trend, the Harlem shake? <laughs> Wait, yeah, do, sing that for me. Yeah, you do the Harlem shake. Then it goes boom. And everybody starts like, <laughs> and, the, and the scene changes, right? Like yes. I was like, right now it would have been on TikTok, but back then it was just a viral thing on YouTube. You were really on the forefront, my friend. And so we did a Harlem <laughs> Shake video that got a lot of views, but views don't make me money, right. you know, but that was the first thing we tried was I just tried to be a dad blogger and it did not do very well. <laughs> there was no money in it or anything like that. In the beginning, is this where you're going to tell me your 11 cent story? Because I uh, understand yeah, I have yeah. to hear that. Is this the right yeah. spot for it? Yes. Because you're saying it wasn't working at first. You weren't making money yet. N no. So I, I went back to the drawing board and I looked and I said, what did Pat actually do? Well, Pat was an architect. And he actually made a PDF study guide to study for the architecture exam. That's how he made his money. And he sold it for like 19 bucks. He got like 400 people to buy it. He made like eight grand or something crazy like that. Right. On his first month. I said, well, I need to use things I know, not just what I'm doing. So I started a website called U.S. History Worksheets. So what I did was instead of making people buy the worksheets, like history teachers or homeschool people, I just surrounded it with ads. And I was like, well, maybe they'll come here and accidentally click a Google ad and I'll get a commission of a penny or something. So I was trying to like use the content to bring in traffic, let them download the thing, but then they would click an ad. Well, nothing happened for like three months. And at this point, toddler apocalypse wasn't doing anything. U.S. history worksheets wasn't doing anything. My wife was getting really frustrated because I was buying so many courses and anything I could find. And back then it was total scam, wild, wild west buying courses. Oh, totally crazy. Well, there's a lot out there now too, that you're so overwhelmed. You have 100%. no idea what works, but yeah. Okay. I, I, no I feel idea, you. but it was so new back then, you know? Yeah. And my wife, basically I was laying in bed one night. My Jocelyn was reading a book. I was laying there and I was really depressed. I had my laptop like sitting on my chest and I was like looking up at it, like <laughs> barely even functioning with the internet. And like every oh. other day, the Google AdSense account was zero. So I just shut my computer I was going to give up. I went to the bathroom to get ready for bed and I didn't even turn the light on to get ready for bed. I was just standing in the dark. The only light was coming from Jocelyn's lamp into the bathroom. So like half my face is lit up and I'm brushing my teeth and half of it is just in total darkness. I was in that dark bathroom and it made me like, I, I really remember feeling like I had let my son down at that moment because that's what had started all this. Mm, yeah. And I just got tears in my eyes and I just prayed and I said, God, is this real? Like, is this Pat Flynn guy telling the truth or all these people that are saying they're making money on the internet? Like I've put in the work, I'm doing the work and I am not making anything. I haven't made a dime. And I just prayed for, you know, a fork in the road. I said, if this is real, show me something and I'll go down that path. If it's not, I'll go back and I'll teach high school and I'll coach football and I'll deal with whoever bosses come in my life. I just need to know which way to go. Cause I can't go any farther without taking that fork. So I, I go back in my room and I'm getting my computer and I'm picking it up to take it off of my bed. And something just said one more time. Like, I remember just thinking one more time, one more time, try to check one more time. Yeah. I, I opened my computer 
on the Google AdSense screen, there was a zero, like there had always been, because there was never any money in that account. And I hit refresh. And uh, where a zero had been there before, there was 11 cents. There was a dime and a penny. And I had just prayed, God, I ain't made a dime. And there was a dime and a penny. I said, that's not a sign <laughs> in your life. You better listen because something's going on. And I just right? started going crazy. And I showed Jocelyn. I said, I made something. I put it out in the world and money came back. This is real. Like We can do this. And, you know, she looked at me and she was like, huh what can I do? I'll never forget her saying that. Like that's, that's when my wife got on board. That's when we decided to launch elementarylibrarian.com. We went back to the drawing board again and we said, we need to stop doing affiliate links. We need to sell our own products. And Jocelyn started creating lesson plans day to day, bell to bell for elementary librarians. And we were going to put those in a membership site and let librarians join that for 49 bucks a month. And we were just going to go out and then uh, we had hundreds and hundreds of librarians over the next year join that community. Which is like super specific. Niche. Yes, super niche. I find that interesting. I mean, do you think that that's one of the most important things that you discovered in your journey? A hundred percent. The riches are in the niches. Yeah, yeah. You, okay. you, you can go broad later. Like, like we expanded that education company later. We added U.S. history teachers mm -hmm. to it. We have a website called ushistoryteachers.com. We sold elementary librarian off. We spun it off and sold it a few years ago. Okay. But like we could repeat the process with other niches, other markets, other education places, but you got to niche down first. We've got a guy who teaches people how to play guitar. His name's Kevin Depew. He's got this awesome website. It's called relaxandlearnguitar.com. Now you would think that's pretty broad. It's anyone that wants to lose guitar. No, he teaches people who are male empty nesters in their 50s and 60s who have put off <laughs> learning guitar how to play guitar until their kids left so he's got this really specific part I only want to play classic vinyl exactly right, <laughs> right and, like, and like they can't keep up with the people who are like eddie van halen so they got to have somebody that'll slow down for them like like he's really really found his group but he's got 200 people paying yeah. him 50 bucks a month dude's making six figures teaching that this is a person that you are coaching yeah. this is an example of someone that works with fliplifestyle.com yes he's a member of our community should we transition to that already i mean i don't want to skip over anything you know we were we had built the classic tim ferris four-hour workweek business elementarylibrarian.com you make the content once you put it in a community people pay to access it they hang out with each other and so we were going along smooth we were like this is amazing we had we quit our jobs on september 27th 2013 on the same day uh, in that same office, they told me no. I said bye, <laughs> right? No, that's a moment. Good. Right? I'm not gonna lie. It was kind of crazy though because we were go we we're in a small town, so word travels fast. <laughs> so we decided to do it on the same day. Jocelyn went in, but when I got there, my principal wasn't there, and I was like, oh no, she's gonna quit, and everyone's gonna know, and what's gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> this is our whole plan. We had to figure that out. After we quit our job, you know, a lot of the people who were kind of naysayers in our life, people were like, thought we were crazy. They didn't know why we were giving up our jobs and our insurance and all that stuff. They started coming around. They were like, wow, they're not only okay, they're prospering. And one of Jocelyn's friends, uh, her name was Lindsay, asked her, can you teach me what you're doing? I would like to quit my job. Nothing bad has happened. I just have a dream. I want to pursue homeschooling my kids, but we can't do it on one income. And we were like, sure. So we showed her exactly step-by-step step what we had done. And three or four months later, she quit her job and she homeschooled her kids. She still homeschools her kids today. And that was almost 10 years ago. Right. Just to have that flexibility or whatever your reasons are. Exactly. And even, even that didn't spark in our head that we should teach people how to do this. But her husband actually came up to me after church one day and said, with tears in his eyes, you changed our life. What you taught us 
changed our family's future forever. And I'll never forget him saying that. I'm going to cry on your podcast saying it. But like, I, I went back to Jocelyn. I said, if what we figured out worked for us as a couple raising kids, full-time jobs, and what it worked for JT and Lindsay, and they, same situation, like maybe we could help other families. Maybe we could help other people not have to swim through all the bogus junk that's out there teaching you online business. We could show them what really works. And that's when we came up with the concept for an online business, teaching people how to do membership sites, how to get a hundred people to pay you $50 a month, make $60,000 a year, right. 120, if you get 200 on the internet. And we actually flew out to a, an event in San Diego, California and met Pat Flynn personally. Mm -hmm. I told him about this idea and he said, you have to do it. He said, there's no other couple out there doing this for people right now. Okay. He said, you're a unique voice. Y'all say y'all a lot. You're funny. He said, go out there and you'll be a unique thing. <laughs> you are. You're very engaging. Thank you. Very, thank you very much. And it, that's when we launched. We actually had 120 people join in the first week. It's incredible. When we put the message out there and Flip Lifestyle grew to a point and we got featured in Forbes. We got featured in Huffington Post and Business Insider and all these podcasts. And then our story kind of caught on. And we just started, we just made this our mission. It's, it's why we sold elementarylibrarian.com because we wanted to put all of our time and energy into helping families free themselves with online business. And that is your mission. And the Flip Your Life blueprint, just give me an idea of what people would experience through that. The first thing we do is we engage you with a community of literally thousands of other people from around the world who are like-minded, family-focused entrepreneurs. We're not in this for Lamborghinis. <laughs> We're in this so we have the freedom to go to our kids' ball games and recitals. Love it. We want to go out and make a good living. You can scale it as big as you want, but that's the kind of people you'll find in our community. We believe in community. We think this should be done together in fellowship. So that's the first thing we do. The next thing we do is the blueprint lays out exactly the process to start building your own online business. So you come up with your idea, you vet your idea, you create a product, we're content marketing. That's how we teach it. You go out and create podcasts, blogs, YouTube channels, and you grow your audience, which will become your community. And you'll also learn a whole lot about email marketing because we really believe in the power of building lists and uh, getting emails. And also too, we teach the membership model. We don't teach any other way to make money online. I know there's people that are successful in e-commerce. I know people sell courses and people preach all this passive income stuff, but we really believe if you build a community, you will create sustainable, predictable income and wealth. And if you can build a movement behind your products and services, you're going to create super fans to stay with you for life. Right. The loyalty. So we really focus on the membership model. We want you to spread your risk. I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, Someone asked me, are you worried about your business? And I was like, well, we're all worried right now, but not really. I have members in every state in the United States, Canada, 30 countries. Everybody's going to handle this differently. Maybe we lose a few here, get a few there. Our risk is spread so far now. We don't have 10 customers. We have hundreds, thousands, yeah. right? So it protects you and your family and gives you that stability and security you, you need in the back of your mind so you can enjoy your life not just have the time to enjoy it. That doesn't happen overnight though, Shane, right? I mean, what is the expectation of how long something like this takes to build? You can launch it really, really fast. And you only need like, imagine you get 20 humans on the planet earth to give you $50 a month. You have a thousand dollars a month extra right now. That's a car payment. You get 60 more, you've probably got your mortgage. All of a sudden you are running parallel with your life and you're, cre you're creating more prosperity for yourself. And we often see members get to hundred members within the first year. Like it just depends as always, are you going to do the work? Are you going to be consistent, prolific, relentless? Are you going to put out your content? Are you going to promote your content? Are you going to relentlessly offer opportunities to buy your membership? So if you do those things, 
it doesn't take a lot of people. There's a guy in our community, his name's Kenny Triano. I tell this story everywhere I go. Dude loves chickens. He likes to raise chickens in his backyard. And he's like, do you think I could start a membership raising chickens about raising chickens? I'm like, you're not the only person that likes chickens. I've seen them on the road. So why not try it? He goes out, he builds a podcast. It's not huge. Like he only has 500 people that follow him on Facebook, right. but he's got 200 people paying $39.99 a month about chickens. Because they're obsessed with chickens. And he built that over about a year. <laughs> because they're obsessed with chickens and he became the leader of the chicken guys, <laughs> right? And gals. So the cool thing about the membership model, and I don't ever want to make anyone believe that it's easy or simple and it's your, everyone can, is going to do right. this perfectly, but you don't need thousands of customers. You don't need millions of followers. You need your people and you need a hundred of them to pay you $50 a month, 60 grand a year. That's the median income of a family in the United States. 200 a six-figure revenue stream. So will it take you a year or two to get there? It took us a year to quit our job, 13 months. And it took us about, I think it was about 18 to 24 before I looked up and said, now I never have to worry about going back right. to work for somebody right. again. Mm -hmm. Reasonable. So there's a process to it. There's a path to it. But yeah, it's very possible for anybody to do this. What would you say your key takeaways are based on your experiences and your journey and your choices on achieving your purpose career-wise? And do you believe in that? Our philosophy is consistent, prolific, relentless. That's our mantra. Like if you focus on one thing, don't try to start 10 different businesses at once, people. That ain't going to work. If yeah. you focus on one thing and then you consistently do the, the everyday drills or everyday things you have to do to do that, if you prolifically promote it. You got to promote your stuff. You got to go out and talk about yourself. And if you relentlessly pursue relationship with customer through selling them product and serving them well, that will lead to success in whatever you do. That'll work for memberships, online business, career, anything. Be consistent, be prolific, be relentless and focus. Just focus on one thing at a time. That's what we have found has made us successful, has made our people successful. All the successful people I meet in real estate, stocks, whatever. That's what gets them there too. So if you just do those things on top of your idea, your passions, uh, you'll be all right. So everyone can find you at flippedlifestyle.com. Is that the first place to begin sure. to find out more about what you're offering? And I know you have a couple podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I think the best place to interact with us right now is to go to flippedlifestyle.com slash subscribe. Mm -hmm. And that's going to tell you about the Flipped Lifestyle podcast where I actually interview my members from my community and I help them take their next steps every single week. Mm -hmm. uh, the Shane Sam Show, I interview experts, authors, entrepreneurs to get the best practices of the most successful people. And uh, we got a ton of free resources to get you started. Find your idea, vet your idea, all that stuff. But go to flippedlifestyle.com slash subscribe and you can see everything we do. And, you know, go subscribe to our podcast. Listen to them every week. You'll hear a lot of great stories from a lot of great people. You'll learn how to find your next steps too. Love it. Well, this did not disappoint. <laughs> I had a really good time having you on the show and I like your vibe. And I think it's really about evolving yourself professionally, yeah. but taking it one step at a time. That's right. Yeah. I, and I, and I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate you for letting me on this show and letting me so fun. Uh, come out here and talk about our story and our people. We're so proud yeah. of what we've built and, and uh, you're doing great things too. I'm gonna have to start getting more uh, bucket list stuff. I got, you made me think about my bucket list today when I woke up. I was like, what is my bucket list <laughs> oh, now? Good. I need to rewrite that thing or something. I got so, you thinking about it. Thank you something. for your time, Chris. All right, Shane. Thank you. Okay, how smooth and engaging was that episode? There is something that really works when you interview a fellow podcaster on your show. <laughs> I'm going to have to do more of it. 
Oh, I got a really nice comment from a listener, and I thought I would share it. Michael B. said he liked the concept. He thought it was timely, but also he found the show reassuring, and that totally made my day. So thank you, Michael. We'll have more for you next Wednesday. Lots more to come on Bucket List Careers. Thanks for listening and for your support. Be well. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.